Welcome back to Off-Road Inroads. And yeah, coming at you from Vancouver Island, British Columbia on Canada's West Coast, uh, with a special series of podcasts. Uh, I'm currently racing the 2023 BC Bike Race, uh, legendary mountain bike race. I'm sure you've heard of it. The ultimate single track challenge. And we have a really really fun week ahead of us um yeah this is a this is one of my favorite events i got to race it back in 2021 uh the mountain bike version last year i did the gravel version in the okanagan and i'm back it's the original bcbr on the coast and i'm pretty fired up uh yeah, I really, I really just wanted to share this. I want to share this event with you. Um, so I'm going to try to bring you daily podcasts, some interviews with athletes, people from the organization, that sort of thing. And yeah, just give you some insights from the racing. Today's race was the prologue, uh, kind of get things started. Um, it was a 13 kilometer stage altogether, seven kilometers on the clock. We raced at Maple Mountain near Duncan, British Columbia. Uh, started in base camp in Crofton, a small little gravel section, then right onto the single track for the timed section. Uh, I fared pretty well out there. I finished up third <clears throat> on the stage and just about uh, 10 seconds back from from the lead so um yeah we've got a great group of guys at the front of the race uh it's gonna be it's gonna be a you know great week of racing and yeah really looking forward to it uh after the stage i you know i had the opportunity to chat with andreas hessler he is the one of the founders of bc bike race one of the co-owners of bc bike race and you know uh a legend in Canadian mountain biking. He went to the 96 Olympics in Atlanta, has had a long career in the sport, and continues to be involved. Uh, we had a great conversation about the history of the race, his involvement, uh, and, you know, some tips uh, for, for surviving BCBR if, if you're racing it this year or you plan to in the future. So, uh, yeah, enjoy the conversation. I'll get back to you tomorrow with another conversation. And I hope you enjoy. Okay, we're rolling. We are here with Andreas Hessler. We are first day BCBR 2023. We're back on the coast. Pretty exciting times. Uh, Dre, thanks for uh, thanks for making the time. Andrew, thanks for having me. And I might add that we're in Crofton, Cowichan Valley on the island. This tiny little town, it's one of the best kept secrets. Yeah, totally. It's beautiful here. Uh, the energy is, it's like you can feel it. It's amazing. And yeah, it's going to be a great week ahead. Um, so you're one of the, you're one of the owners, one of the founders of BCBR. Um, we're back on the island. We had a few tough years with covid change change of plans all that um first off just give us a little bit of history of this event and then yeah and then like you know maybe talk about the challenges to get back here on the island 
Yeah, yeah, that's a really good place to start. So um, we're set, or year 17 here, and it started in 2007, actually started in 2006, when a guy named Dean Payne, who was running at uh, Sea to Sky Adventure Races across the country, he came to me as I was ending my uh the, my performance side of my career. <laughs> you're, you're really modest. Dre, Dre went to the Olympics in Atlanta, um, like legendary Canadian mountain biker. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. When you start with toe clips and six speeds and you evolve all the way to where we are now, it's a, you know, timing is critical, but I still love the mountain bike. And that's, that's key. So Dean had come off of, um, adventure racing and he also loved mountain biking. So he connected with me and we didn't know each other. We were just put together by friends and he had this idea about uh, a seven-day mountain bike race on the coast. Now, we weren't the first. There was uh, the Cape Epic. I think Transalp was the first, and then Cape Epic was spawned from that. And then they came over to Canada, they ran the Trans Rockies. But we thought, you know, we, we don't want to be the hardest like La Ruta. We want to put on a really fun event and try to get as much single track as we could. Uh, I Just as a, as a matter of fact, there wasn't that much back then. And that was 17 years ago. So seeing how how the inventory has changed in every small town across North America is, is phenomenal. At any rate, so we started our little uh, podunk event, and we continued to evolve and evolve, and finally finally reached the goal. We were, you know, 35, 40 countries every year, 600 people. Um, we had four amazing sailings around the, 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 the lower mainland here and on Vancouver Island, and it was incredible. And lo and behold, along comes the pandemic. And as most people remember, and some choose not to, musicians, artists, some businesses lost everything, and it was a really tough time for events. And an athlete, also for the athletes who had nothing to do. So a lot of opportunities were missed. Kids missed their high school graduations. University students missed their graduations. Let We should all, it's almost like, you know, remember and say, we shouldn't forget the lost opportunities for those that didn't. And then we came through it. Nobody, you know, we all fed our kids. We have roofs over our heads, so we're thankful. And now here we are. Uh, twenty twenty was a made for made for TV production event. Didn't know what we were doing. A little virtual this twenty one. We had one hundred and eighty people in one place in Penticton. We moved the dates, and by two weeks they opened the um, uh, they opened the events to five thousand people if they were vaccinated. What a weird time. 2022, we were up to about 380. So, so uh, Penticton was only 120. No, 180. 180. Okay. 180. So, I mean, that that was my first BCBR experience, and it it was amazing. But like now, we're what? What are we? What are we here this year? Six. Well, 684 registered. Wow. We're still waiting for a few to trickle in at this at this very minute. Yeah. But you know what's funny about that 180 number? That was the same as we rolled out in year one in 2007. Oh wow. <laughs> but you know, in year. F- 14, 15, nobody wants to go back to zero. Yeah, like, for so sure. So that for was sure. a real, you know, we're, Dean and I are a little older. I've got two kids, 10 and 13, and a, a wife, and I love hanging out with my family. But, uh, you know, I, I love doing the bike race, but it, it was tough times. And every time we tried to pick a new location, the goalposts moved. Nobody wanted to, you know, Whistler came out uh, point blank and said, we're not doing any third-party events this year. And the other towns uh, followed suit. And so that's part of the reason we moved to the Okanagan is that they were really interested in the opportunity to increase their awareness for mountain biking in the Okanagan. And all the towns were like the coast, but 10 years earlier. So their inventory of trails was moving. They were doing great signage and they were enthusiasm with their and their small towns. 
So it was really cool to go to the Okanagan and and to do it in the September fall season. I mean, we sp- I spent in those two years a month, and the the wineries are closing down, the grass is coming up, the temperatures are cool, the trails are mint, things were good, but lo and behold. The people have spoken and said, we prefer the July dates. We like the coast. And the Europeans can't come in September because their holidays are all here. Yeah. And so we're returning. We've always we'd always planned to move our event around the province to give each, you know, the Kootenays, North BC. And so we more explored that in our ride program. But here we are, come through, and we're at 684 people. And it feels like we have... Got to the other side. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think, you know, around Reg this morning, uh, you know, at the rollout, the start line, start of the prologue, you could definitely feel the energy. And, like, people are still rolling in um, after doing their ride. Maybe they arrived late. And, you know, you can see uh, you can see everyone's fired up to be here. It's really cool to see. I love, well, we have 35 countries coming this year. And we've been as much as 42, which statistically, go check some other events and you'll be impressed. Um, but these people are really looking for an experience of mountain biking in BC. Like we're, we are a Mecca. We are fortunate to have these trails. And so our premise has always been, let's show people a good time. Let's show them our small town mountain bike culture. And, and so we just, you know, we settle into a town like Crofton or Cumberland or Powell river, and we've done so many different towns, but it's, it's so enriching and, and I'm so grateful that we can put some economy into these towns, show these international people a good time, and it's all this thing we love to do called yeah, mountain biking. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, it seems like it. It almost feels like a celebration. It's like a celebration of mountain biking. Yeah. And we've got some bike racing on the side. Yeah. It's really yeah. cool. Well, you know what's great when guys like you come, and we've had so many so many different pros over the years. And, but all of us came through a provincial structure, and, and, and we all remember where the roots were. And so it's got this really grassroots vibe, but everybody gets a chance to get out on the trails and do what they love to do. If it's pinning it, you know, sharpen the elbows, racing, but afterwards, we, you know, we have a beer and we high-five. Yeah. Well, that's really what it's all about. So we just try to get to the essence of what mountain biking is for everybody in different fashions. And afterwards, we're all just hanging out enjoying the view of the ocean I can just see over there yeah, and exactly. Salt Spring Island. Yeah, for sure. Um, so obviously you wear a bunch of hats here at the event. Um, we mostly see you uh, with a media plate strapped on the front of your bike. Tell us tell us about that. Like what's the on the ground look like for you this week? Well, I, I, it's kind of an evolution. Like when I started out, they were like, okay, Dre, you just race and be the the guidance counselor for mountain biking. Cause remember Dean came from uh, adventure sports yep. and we had suggestions from our team at the time. There were a lot of runners in our organizing committee. They're like, well, what about if we have yellow shorts? We can do that. Right. We'll have like a leader's pair of shorts. And, you know, I'm like, no, that's not going to work. Well, what if we had a leader's penny? Like you put a penny over top of your Jersey. Like, what are you guys talking about? I'm like, glad these ideas got scrapped. <laughs> yeah. So I had to kind of guide th- these awesome enthusiastic adventure people so it, it, in the beginning I was just giving mountain bike uh, culture they all love mountain biking but they didn't have the, the same pedigree of racing and experience that I had so we just kind of guided that guided that along and eventually found out that over all the years of racing I had some great connections with the media and working with the media because I was doing a little bit of storytelling with ride guide writing articles for bike magazine 
It was a great way to get some free travel around the world. Yeah. And so I, we just brought all those connections together and said, well, let's, you know, let's get our media department up and tell our story. So, uh, you know, here we are, whatever, year 17, I'm riding around on an e-bike with a media plate on and a GoPro helmet on. And we've got videographers out there. We've got writers. We've got uh, photographers. We've got a bunch of different media sources. We're just running a press center and making sure we can tell the stories of all from the front to the back. There's so many interesting stories. How do we tell them? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, other than other than this fine podcast, what do you think the best uh, best place to follow this race throughout the week would be? Well, right now, uh, I would say from our website, bcbikerace.com, we're posting up our uh, daily reports. Our photos are up there. We're get, we've got on our social media channels, Facebook, Instagram. You can get... Um, you can get all the little snippets of what's going on from the registration to the encore stuff. Uh, if you're, you know, if you're a bike dork, you can check the Strava files. That's always cool. See who's going fast. Check the results. Yeah. But the website right now has all the information. Okay. Cool. And then, so we raced the prologue today. It was seven k on the clock at Maple Mountain, thirteen um, k stage overall. Have you have you had a look at the results? Oh yeah, I, I was checking the live results as they were coming out. Okay. Pretty darn quick. I went out and rode the course as well, and. Uh, you know, you, you mixed it at the end of the day, mixing it with people and watching the suffer that goes on. But, you know, I have to give it to these people at the back. You know, they're really the ones putting in the time, suffering, walking, bumping down the trail. I, I always say when I was fast, I did the course in three hours and some of the people were out there nine hours. But I got to say, I think a 2530 was insane for a quick prologue. Yeah. And it uh, looks like there's a real good battle shaping up. I mean... You know, I don't want to predict anything, but I think I I'm, I just like to wait for the story to unfold. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be you know definitely a deeper field than the previous two years. I think we're kind of back to would you say like 2019 depth for this event? Oh yeah, oh yeah, at, at, for the pro field. We're talking about the pro field. Yeah, yeah, no, no, the depth on the other side is really deep, but the pro field like we've had you know thinner years this year uh, or that year, but. It, this looks to be like, a, you know, we've built a reputation. Tour de France is 100 plus years old. People who love mountain biking, and if it can fit into your calendar, that's the key part, because I know everybody's got a, a busy calendar and the World Cup and the EDR. But um, I think most core mountain bikers want to get here. It's a real badge of honor, I believe, to be the single track champion over multi multiple stages. And I, I think, you know, if you can ride the trails here, and I've always challenged the Europeans, but they're a bit, a bit afraid to come. And it's, it's the Canadians dominate almost always. We've had one American winner, Tristan Uhl, and you know he he put a great effort in, but it's pre- predominantly dominated by Canadians. So I throw it out there to the Europeans. I'm like, come on, guys, like you step it up. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so like we're at the front end of this race. You've obviously like you've competed in this race many times. Um, you've you know, you've watched it from the e-bike, watched it from the sidelines many times. For anyone that's listening to this, that's also competing or, you know, participating in this race, any any little piece of advice from your uh, vast experience here? Well, as you know, it's a stage race. Yes. So you got to eat, you got to drink on and off the bike. You got to think about tomorrow. You cannot, you, you, you're saving a bullet. Always got to have one in the chamber. You can't, you can't send it. Wait till the last hour of the day. It's a patience game. You gotta let you know let the training and the 
experience you have, wear out over the, and enjoy the trails. Like, you know, there's a physical aspect, there's a psychological aspect, but you're, most people here on a holiday, right? Yeah. yeah and even, sure. even the front, the pointy end of the stick, you guys, I know you enjoy it. You just like to do it in a freight train like I do, <laughs> poking each other, but it's, there's no better experience than when you get into a freight train up and down and you're having a fun time. Maybe you'll he- hear a, you know, a, often a hoot and a holler out there. Yeah. And sometimes it's, it's just a lot of silence and breathing. But um, I think for most people, patience, let the days go by, enjoy it. Your body will adapt, get some sleep, get some rest, and uh, just enjoy the people around you too because you'll find your people, you'll suffer together, and you'll come out a better person on the other side. Yeah, awesome. And then one last question. Um, what's the, what tires are you running on the follow e-bike? It's, since I, I only started e-biking during the pandemic, I used to ride the course to look at the course and then do evening work with the media. Then I started doing this whole e-bike POV thing. Man, trying to catch up to you guys is insane. Yeah. You go over the top with the Aspens and the Recons. I come in with my 2.4 DHR2s, <laughs> EXO casings. So I had to strategize. Like I had to pick you up on the hill to go over the top to even stay with you guys. And if it goes over 32, the bike cuts out. So you're like... So I got two to five minutes to stay with you, which is what you need for a segment. Yeah. But it took a lot of strategy. And this year I was even like, you know what? I got to get rid of these big knobs. They're just not working on this terrain. Yeah. But I'm so used to that tire. Yeah. So I usually ride that in North Vancouver. I don't want to change tires and be like off my game for both the tires and the acceleration. <laughs> yeah. So I'll stay with what I've brung, which is a big old heavy bike with a 150 rear, 160 front. Yeah. 2.4 DHR2. Okay. In the, it's an EXO. It's not an EXO plus or double down. The front is a... Uh, oh, so, so, min- so you're, you're trying to roll a little bit faster to stay with us. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just running my average bike, okay. but I got to put in some effort and a DHF front 2.5. Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, it's uh, it's always interesting to see when, uh, when Dre pops up on the side and uh, if he's going to get a little POV footage. Well, um, yeah, thanks. Thanks so much for the time, the history the preview the yeah everything just chatting about this great event and uh yeah looking forward to a great week ahead well i think uh, good luck to you my friend uh, it looks to be a challenging week ahead and yeah. I, I can't wait for one to see what happens yeah it's it's not going to be easy but it's going to be a good time for sure it's certainly going to be fun cool awesome thank you thanks andrew that was andreas hessler thanks so much for sharing the history of bcbr uh, you know, your experience with the event, tips, everything. It was awesome. Uh, looking forward to the week here. Thank you to Maxis Tires for supporting this podcast. I really appreciate it. I think you guys appreciate it. And if you want to show that appreciation, why not go buy some tires? So go to your local bike shop. Most tires, ha- most shops have a wall of Maxis tires. Buy some, support Maxis. That in turn supports us. And yeah, they're great tires. Also, thanks to Maxis Factory Racing for getting to me, this, me to this race and for BCBR for supporting me at this race. So we'll be back tomorrow with another episode covering BCBR. And I hope you come back to listen to it. Thank you. Bye.